This is Lorelai. This is Maggie. Welcome, Welcome to, the, to wet the Wet Spot. How you doing? How you doing? How you doing? I'm good. <laughs> it's been a busy week. It has. Super We've had the, the plague in the house. Oh, God. We've all it's felt really, so really crappy. Got the monia. Yeah, the monia. <laughs> but, I mean, we've we've been reading. <laughs> there's never a time where we're not reading. No. Never no, a time. Not. It's, you know. I don't know that it's an addiction. It might be an addiction. I was going to say, really. <laughs> But I will say there's worse things to be addicted to. That I could be addicted to crack, but I'm not. <laughs> I can't. I can't. So, I can't argue with that. So our husband should be grateful. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. thank God for small favors. And 98 percent of what we're reading is free. Yep. So bonus. Unless you unless you go to the bookstore. Oh yeah. When you're grieving your mom and you have some retail therapy and you spend some money on some physical books because you don't ever read them. But I did, and I got a whole bunch of books, and I'm super excited. Super excited. Which ones did you get? I got a couple. Pen- I got mm, I got a Penelope Douglas book. It's called Misconduct. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't remember what it's about right now. I just know that I wanted it. <laughs> I got four Katie Robert books. She uh, a vampire book. Mm-hmm. And and then we have talked about um, alternative fluffy palette palette cleanser books and so i bought some i bought the dragon's bride the kraken's sacrifice and the gargoyles captive (laughs) i'm super excited to read them actually i started the dragon's bride but i'm only a chapter in so maybe in the near future, we'll just talk about, have an episode where we talk about those. Yeah. Because I know you've read two of the three. Yep. And then you bought me my two books. Yes. I bought, I, they had this like book stock thing at the mall. Mm-hmm. And my best friend from grade school and I, Sarah, she, we went there and we looked through all the books. Oh my God. Some of these books were ridiculous. What did I buy? A black thong or something. Thong on fire. I just bought it because of the name. It was like a dollar. Mm-hmm. And they're used books. People, you know, whatever. And I was like, I have to get this. I get this. Um, if I had it in front of me, I'd read you the cover because it was hilarious. Um, but we had a good time. Some Julie Garwood books. I yep. said my wife would love these because it was her favorite. Yep. I've read, uh, I think almost, unless she has new ones that have come out in the last like five years, I've read every one of her books. So yeah, she was my favorite for a really long time. Her original covers are all Fabio covers. Like legit I Fabio I saw, covers. I saw the covers and I was like, <laughs> See, she did read Fabio shit. <laughs> like, I was right. Yeah, she her, did. Her original covers were definitely Fabio. She definitely read these, mm-hmm. and it's amazing. So I got them for her, and I'm probably like, she's probably read these already, but whatever, I don't care. Mm-hmm. They're a dollar. And then I went to, um, there was something. I can't remember everything I got. I, but Andy. I convinced, I convinced Sarah to buy Praise by Sarah Kate. Yep. yep. I'm, yeah, I was I can't wait for her to read that. I'm just trying to, she's not as nasty as we are. So we'll get her there. I'm just trying to like ease her into it. Mm -hmm. And it's a process. But she's like, okay, I'll buy it. And I'm like, good job. Good girl. Now she's got to read it. (laughs) Yeah, that's the trick. Mm -hmm. She's like, I don't have time to read. I'm like, there's always time to read, ma'am. Always, always time. So, yeah. So what are you reading? Or what have you been reading? I currently have, like, I think four or five books going. I just finished... <laughs> four all, or five? Yeah, ne- and I never do that. Normally, I have to do one, and I have to either finish it or don't finish it and move on to the next one. Yeah. But I read all four Miles Brothers since the mm-hmm. last time we did an episode. Um, I knew I was going to anyways. Uh, and I knew I was going to like them. I just wasn't in the mood for them yet. Yeah. And yeah, I loved them all. Yeah, I knew you Two would. Two out of the four, I think, actually made me cry Same. and or tear up. I, I know. was like, oh my God. I know. I am proud of you. <laughs> I'm proud of you. Speaking of reading the books that I've pushed you to read, in our, in our last episode that we recorded, and I think we posted, um, we talked, I was like, I will read your MC books if you read the Miles Brothers. And she did it. And people, I did it. I read the MC. She picked me the MC. Penetrators MC. <laughs> and I read them and they were good. They For were the record, good. I only picked the first one. And then suddenly you've read all three of them. Hmm. I will be honest. I didn't finish book three. Yeah. 
but it was only because I had some ADD and I needed to switch it up. Yeah. It wasn't because I didn't like it. I was like, I just need to, I need to switch it up a little bit. I'll come back to it. By the third one too, they all liked her. So some <laughs> yeah. of the, some of the degrega- degradation was not degradation. Degradation. Yeah. <laughs> Good job. Some of that was not as like fierce as the first book. Yeah. That's some of the problem I think I run into with certain series. Like you started that you have the enemies to lovers and then the closer they get to lovers, the less, um, I mean, it's fine. I'll, I'll, it's fine. But, you know, I just like a little more rough stuff, like a little more, you know, nasty in my, in my naughty and nasty in my books. And when they start getting all lovey-dovey, it's like, wee wee. All I right. Could, I could is, have that in real life. This like, is great, but it could be, you know, filthier. <laughs> I'm trying to find a better word. At least you know what you like. I mean, yeah, and I'm mad about it. I did just read Voyeur by Fiona Cole, Mm -hmm. and it was a slower burn. It was a teacher student, Mm -hmm. and it was a spin on it. I was really, it was really good. Um, How do I put it? He was sexually abused as as a teenager, as a uh, Mm preteen, by a male cousin. So he got into watching because he couldn't be physically touched. He could pleasure a woman and do stuff to her, but the second she tried to do stuff to him, you know, she got so he he ran into this girl and he found this girl at this club called voyeur and then she walked into his astronomy class and he's like fuck she's he's like 30 and she's 19 and you know forbidden yeah um yeah it was good but it was a little um very angsty very a little bit drama e. but so i'm ready for some more dark stuff again maybe some mean boys boys can't help it what you have something you want to say? I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember. Um, oh, we were talking about the things that the the multiple books that I have going on right now. I oh, have yeah. not read. I totally derailed you. I know. I'm sorry. I know. I love you. Um, I have not finished the epilogue for the Miles Brothers, Miles Ever After. Yeah. Um, not because I don't want to. I know it's going to be phenomenal. But I started scrolling like TikTok or Facebook, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, I have like four new books started. So, <laughs> well, what are you? What are you? What's in the works? Um, so obviously, I'm reading the epilogue, um, Married to the Scots. There's like a what? F- I know. <laughs> what the fuck? It's like a four book series, and yeah, I'm reading okay. book three. I didn't read book one or two. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Um, Taken by the Vampire King. Which when I downloaded it, funny enough, Sarah was the first one I thought about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the last time you said you read a vampire book. I haven't in a while. Weird. Yeah. I go in spurts, though. Apparently. Yep. Um, I downloaded and started the Scorpion one, um, but I already read it. So... Side note, Scorpion, I have a, I have a book buddy that lives in Arizona who messaged me at 4 a.m. the other morning and she was like, I just read this book. It's a cowboy marine book and he uh, spanks her with her panties down in a bar in front of everybody. And I'm like, I like humiliation in a book. Public humiliation? Sold. So that's where that comes up. That's where that came from. She's like, I'll read it. And then I realized I already have. Good job. Um, I do want to read the Mr. Masters, the the like spinoffs from the Miles mm-hmm. Brothers. I do want to read those. Um, so I don't know if I'm going to start those yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I might yeah. break it up. I broke those. I read Mr. Masters, but I haven't read the other two. Yeah, I'm, I I have I downloaded the samples, but I don't remember what they're called. Mr. Masters is the first one, though. I think I think so. It's the nanny one. I still have to read The Hunt by Mila Crawford. Yes, that's good. Got some religious smut. I like. In In Dreams, that was the other one. I got like a page in, and then I squirreled. That is nuts. So I don't I know. I, obviously, it's Mila Crawford. I know I'm gonna like it. Yeah. But Mila Crawford's nasty. She is. It's amazing. It is. Um, I, you ever read a book and you're like, this author gets it. I wish I could be her friend. Oh yeah, I feel like she and I are soulmates. <laughs> like, you, okay, you know what I mean. <laughs> the look I just got from my wife. <laughs> what it could have. She speared me with daggers, like, right through my forehead. Like, she was like, soulmate? What, bitch? That was the look. I'm just, like, not soulmate, soulmate, but she gets me in a different... I'm just going to dig my head a hole. I'll yep. stop now. Yeah, we should move on. You know what? I haven't read a good... I haven't read a good hockey one lately. Oh! Uh, they're not... Oh, yes. Um... Tucking around. You downloaded. I have not read it. I did. It. It's like 800 pages, though. Oh, It's <laughs> too <beautiful>. many. <laughs> Who needs 800 pages to say all the words? Um, And there's mail mail in that. Just mean, 
except from what I've heard. Read Brutal or Devious Obsession. I think you started one of those, but read those. They're Hockey Bully College. So good. S. Mastery knows how to write herself, a, knows how to write a bully romance. Oh, yeah. Brutal Obsessions, I'm 10% in. Yeah, because you've squirreled. Yeah. <laughs> you you don't get to, yeah. But her the second one is Devious Obsession. That one was... A plus plus as well. I thought I liked Grayson from the first one. Are they standalone technically, but interrelated? Yeah, definitely interconnected standalones. Okay. And there's she's got another one coming up in a couple months about an, another one of the teammates called Secret Obsession. I can't wait. So good. Like I want to meet there's certain people. You like you said, just yeah. you're like oh, you. They speak to all you your dirty me. parts. You like see me. <laughs> like how is she in my head? Is she in my head? Oh yeah. So that's fun. It's been a it's been a week. Mm-hmm. I worked a lot this week, so I didn't get a ton of reading. You know. There's always there's always time. Yeah, I'll find time. For those of you that are interested, um, I think you've gotten questions from people about uh, my mom, if she's listened to the podcast oh, yeah. or so. We found out yesterday that not only has she listened to it, but she actually had it on like stereo playing <laughs> on all three of her Alexas all at this, of them. <laughs> the same time throughout the house. She's like, I was listening to you girls all throughout the house, and what we're like, why, why? Yeah, and when she, what was it? She goes, you girls naughty (laughs) naughty i have never seen lorelei's face go so red so fast like yeah it was it was quite entertaining well this is the first time we've actually seen her in person at least i've seen her in person i think since we started posting since we started posting episodes Mm -hmm. and so we talked about it and it's all great in theory and you know warning her is one thing no you know seeing her in person i'm just like i'm like you're stuck with me you can't disown me i just put my hands up i'm like (laughs) it is what it is it's all fake it's all fake. It's all fake, mom. All fake. So be prepared for more updates on, yeah. mo- on mom. Yeah. I'm curious to see the, the feedback that we get from yeah. her. I've, I have had people be like, so does Maggie's mom actually listen? <laughs> so yes. does my uh, oldest. Oh my so does my oldest crotch goblin. She uh, yep. she listens as well. She's not a surprise, though. Like She's like, it's nothing I didn't already know. Right. <laughs> like, whatever. She's like, I'm 23, not eight. She's like, I can make reasonable assumptions. And I'm like, whatever, you don't know. Whatever, you don't know. (laughs) She knows. She knows. Um, Okay, Miles Brothers. Yeah, so we're going to talk about the Miles Brothers books because I uh, twisted my girlfriend's arm and made her read them. And, or my wife's arm. I keep saying girlfriend. Whatever. You know, whatever. Um, And so that's what we're going to talk about this week. I'm excited. Mm -hmm. I'm very excited to talk about them. They were really good books. Yeah. They're not like hardcore. They're not dark. They're not, um, but they were phenomenal. Like the way the relationships like developed between the two, the inner dialogue and the way that they talk to each other other Uh fucking hilarious like yeah they're full of sass yes those brothers so we've got the first book was the stopover Mm -hmm. about jameson miles and emily yep emily foster and then book two is the takeover with tristan miles and claire Mm -hmm. um the third one was casanova with elliot and kate Mm -hmm. and the fourth one is the do-over with christopher and hayden so Let's talk Jameson in the stopover. Yeah. First one out the gate, you know, starts out hot and heavy. They meet on a plane. Yep, yep. This is Works. obviously the stopover. The, the title kind of tells you. you and know. Miles, Miles High Club. Yeah. It's a series. Yeah, yeah. It's play on airplanes. Yep. And, I mean, it starts as a one-night stand, and then all of a sudden. A hot as fuck one-night oh. stand. <laughs> yeah. He got, he, I remember very clearly how he was very demanding. Yep. In, in the sack. Yep. Very demanding. It was hot as fuck. She did a really good job, all those boys. Like, and of course. They're it, all a little bit different. Yes, they are. But they're brothers, so they can't, they're also very similar. Uh, randomly enough, go figure, they all have massive penises. Massive. <laughs> Although I've never read a, a, a book where it's like micro peen. Like, here we go. <laughs> Maybe we should write one. No. No one wants to read that shit. I mean, it'd be entertaining. It'd be funny. Not enough to, like, read. You're right, you're right. I would not buy a book if I knew the main male character had a micro penis. (laughs) It is funny, though, because it's so unrealistic. Not every guy, every guy, especially white dudes. Oh, (laughs) Not this many white dudes are packing. Right, like, nine inch, Like, like... Thick. Like, They're all like pop can. <laughs> like it's so huge, enormous. Right. By the way, the stretch, the burn. I, <laughs> I'm gonna die. Um, 
yeah. I mean, it's great to imagine. Oh, it's great to read. Yeah, I, I love no, it. No, no issues. No with it. qualms about it. It's just, it's just humorous. Sometimes Maggie and I will be reading, and we'll be like, we'll find a new adjective, and we'll be like, oh, <laughs> listen to this. Um, but we'll get into that. We'll do. We'll tell you about. We got some ideas about how to discuss adjectives and stuff, <laughs> and then. Uh, later on in the episode but yeah so they go they part ways because they're on a layover basically yep, yep. and scarf she leaves her scarf right oh no she left tickies on her ne- on his neck and needed needed to cover him up yes so uh she lent him yeah her scarf yeah and then they were going to different places so they weren't she was this, going was, for think, an interview it was like almost a year wasn't it it was a year 12 yeah. months and then she ended up in his city again in new york i think mm-hmm. yep New York, and they came across each other. She was ending. She ended up at working at Miles Media, the job that she had wanted for like three years. She'd been trying to get an inter- interview, yeah. and she got it. She did. They, you know, obviously they can come back together. And there's this book was very angsty. Jameson is definitely a playboy, a bit of a playboy. He's also very high strung. Very got a high, high pressure yeah, job. Very high strung. He's the CEO of Miles Media. He's got a lot of pressure. He's the oldest brother. You know, he's got a lot going on. So it took it took him a while to come to terms in this book with what he really wanted and what he'd have it. Yeah, there was a lot of back and forth. I'm ready. I'm not ready. This is what I want. I no, maybe I don't want this. I love you. I still love you, but we shouldn't be together. I have to wear a condom. You know, right. like and we've she's been like, what going the fuck? bareback for how long, and now you want to put a rubber on? Yeah, like red flag, red flag, <laughs> not the good kind of red flag, right. right? I get it. Yeah, I did find myself reading this book and being like, okay, can we just figure it out? Let's talk talk to each other, figure it out, yep. get together, and you know. And then when they did, it was like amazing. My favorite part of that book was when she took him camping. Oh my god! <laughs> yes, we met. There was something I showed Maggie this week, and she's like, what's a fish out of water trope? And I'm like, Jameson Miles camping. That's a fish out of water. Because <laughs> like, take- obviously they're all multimillionaires, all four of these dudes. Massive company. They're raised in wealth, like yep. blah, blah, blah. So going camping and being in a car that's not, you know, an Aston Martin yeah. and brand new. But being in a tent when there's a thunderstorm and rains, yeah, soup becomes gr- becomes the grumpy sunshine trope real yes, fast. Yes, so humorous. Yeah, it was great. And you can I, there's something about the way she writes these books that makes I can picture his face. Yep. And this like scowl, this like what, and this sarcasm that drips off of these guys. <laughs> it's just perfect. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it was good. I really liked good. this one. I didn't. It took me a minute to get to Tristan's book. I liked book one. It was hard to believe that I would like any of the others more. But then we went into obviously, yeah. Duh. Duh. you know. Um, then I got to Tristan's book, and Tristan is the acquisitions manager at Miles Media, so he takes over companies and tears them apart, tears rebuilds them, rebuilds them. And Claire has Anderson Media, and her husband was killed. Wasn't he biking and got and was hit by a car? Drunk driver. Yeah. And so her husband was the head of Miles or Anderson Media and it's str- the business was struggling. She goes at the beginning of the book, she goes to Tristan and they have an ex- exchange and she's like, fuck you, you can't buy my business. I have a company. You can't have it. She decides to go into him for help. I believe. No. I can't remember. Tristan kept calling over and over and over again because the, um, you're like numbers that get published. Yeah. He, he reads them. He knows, okay, this business is failing. Like, imagine? no. Um, so he kept calling every, you know, every day, every other day, yeah. trying to get a meeting with her. Yeah. And he, she was dodging the calls. Finally. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Finally to shut her up, to shut him up. He's, she's like, fine. Yeah. It's been a while since I read it. It's been probably a good since I've read that one. But yeah. I remember then they, what, went to a conference. She went to. Like a self-help, <laughs> like. Yeah. And she's a single mom. Of three boys. Three boys. Oh my gosh. I, the personalities in those three boys. I know. And how they relate, like how the, uh, the relationship with, with Tristan started and evolved. Mm-hmm. Super cute. Super funny. Like Harry was crazy. Crazy. And like what the boys tried to kill, him, uh, they, cause they were at the conference and they had a one night stand at the conference. Yeah. Took them all to get there. There was a lot of, te- you know, a lot of some tension, some stuff like that. And he left a pair of underwear. Yeah. was in her luggage. So he was at her house. 
he went to her house and the one of the boys, the oldest, I think. Yeah, Fletcher. Fletcher found the, his underwear in her bag and tried to strangle him with her underwear. With his underwear. Like, I just almost got killed by my underpants with this child. But he ends up taking Fletcher under his wing. Yeah. Well, because it was like three days later, three, four days later, whatever, Um, he's interviewing the final three candidates yep. for this, like, internship that's, you know. Yeah. He didn't... She, and Fletcher didn't tell his mom no. that he was going for this internship interview. No. It had been like six months that he had been working on it. Yeah. So he walks in the office for the interview, and they're both like, well, fuck. Well, fuck. <laughs> Tristan is... The humor in this book was... On point. A it was plus, plus, so plus, funny. Plus. There was still... Tristan's book, though, is one of... Like, that. I teared up. Like, that book, oh. I cried. Yes. Um, well, so there was a lot of... A lot of uh, emotion. But, he, like, there was humor to break it all up. Yeah, it deals with some heavier topics. Like, it yeah. deals with grief, you know, and moving on from grief. You know, she lost her husband. Or she's having this relationship with Tristan. Like, she's got three boys. You know, she's got a lot of factors in there that she has to take into consideration. And then he's coming in. You know, he loves this woman how you know how does that all fit together so i think that that's a you know there are a lot of emotions in that and then connecting yeah. with bonus children there was isn't there's always easy. literally like like four different relationships evolving all mm-hmm. at the same time yeah. that are all being and the, these books are all dual uh dual point of view mm-hmm. um which both sides of it their inner dialogue is great yeah. um i do like i've never noticed before i've never noticed that another book did that but like the female character was always in regular print and the male character oh, was always in bold. bold yeah i've never seen like read through a book that was like that yeah i don't hate it and the, and the POV changes mid-chapter too yes. sometimes, yep. which I, I like. And so Tristan is reverse age gap because yeah. she's older than him. So we've got reverse age gap, single parent, uh, loss, kind of some tropes there. Um, yeah. The cat, Muff. Yep, Muff the cat. Muff the cat. Who likes to pee on things. Literally, all the things. Um, and you know, he, he stays over her at her house all the time. Them trying to have sex <laughs> while the kids are in the house. It gets, it's even more entertaining in the epilogue. And there is a lot about, like, when you read it, the way T.L. Swan wrote it, there's a lot of things that are very realistic. Oh, Like, yeah. that are very much, like, everyday, like, if you were a single parent and you were starting a relationship, this is how you would legitimately hide sex. Or this is how yeah. you would, you know. Yeah. Um. So, it makes it very relatable. Yeah. Which I think is part of the reason it's so easy to picture. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, in the epilogue, she's pregnant again. Like, she's got, like, tons of babies. They were Mm-hmm. I don't remember how many they had already had by the end of the book, but um, she's already I think they, in the epilogue. She's pregnant actively, like full on pregnant. So that you get to experience them like trying to have pregnant sex, <laughs> and he's and she's like super horny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's just like a raging horse. She's like, I don't care. Just get your penis inside of me. <laughs> like just. Fuck me. He's like, we need to soundproof all these walls. All these walls. Uh, yeah. yeah. And he took on those kids. Yeah. Like, as his own. And one of the part that teared me up, and I think this is the same part that teared you up, is when the kids were like, they went to get him. And, oh, yeah. And they're like, told it, told their mom, like, I don't know why you don't see it. Dad sent him to us. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like, Fletcher's <laughs> the one that told oh, that. Oh, my God. <clears throat> um, another part for me was at the end when Tristan was, like, putting his notice in. To Miles Media, mm-hmm. and they're like, "When are when are you coming back?" Because he was gonna go run Anderson Media, and um, the, he, his response was, "When my boys are men, when I can hand them over, when I can hand them over this, you know, hand them back Anderson Media. When my boys are men, I'll be back to Miles Media." Yeah, I read that and I was like, "Oh, oh I know, oh my god!" <laughs> and um, I don't. He adopted them. Mm-hmm. I couldn't remember if that happened in the regular in the book or in the epilogue. And there was that created tension, that process. Yes. Claire, you know, going through the whole I lost my husband. These are my husband's boys, and now he wants them. He wants to adopt them. Living in the house me and my husband bought, he passed, and now, you know, um, Tristan wants to buy us this house, which is better, but everything that was me and my husband is gone. Yeah. Um, so that, you know, internal struggle was definitely there. Yeah. But as deep as all that was, the humor was still, like, she on broke it. Point. Yeah, she broke it up really, really well. Yeah, on point. The relation, I, I think my, the best humor with, with the boys. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. In the, in the epilogue, there, there, there is, I think the wedding is happening. And he's got to get the boys ready. Mm-hmm. 
Oh my god. It's, it cracks me up because like one Harrison is like cuts himself because shaving and gets blood everywhere and I'll I gotta find the part. It's where he, the boy because all the brothers are together. Yeah. And that one's like I'll go check and he's like it's like a bloodbath up there. He's like it's a fucking bloodbath and he's like he's so he's like it's my wedding day like I can't handle it or Harry's suit didn't fit in. One of the suits didn't Patrick's suit didn't fit in. And he's like why, why didn't you try it on? You know, so like they had to rush to go get him a fit, a suit that fit. And it was like a mad rush. Oh my God. Crazy. Oh, it was, it was so good. It was, it was really good. It was one of my favorites. Mm. Yeah. Um, what the next one was Casanova. Yeah. Um, Elliot and Kate, and that's basically an enemy to lovers. Yeah. Um, and that one had me cracking up. Kate hated him so much. <laughs> yeah. Like her inner dialogue and even what he, what she blatantly like said, said to him. It's like, oh boy. Like, <laughs> I know. Um, so I enjoy, I really enjoyed that one. I read that, I read that one back to back with uh, the do over because I loved it so much. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't, I thought I was going to like Casanova, Casanova the least. And I don't know why. I don't know why I thought that. I just did. I was like, nothing can beat the takeover. First of all, I didn't think that was possible. Um, but I really did like Elliot's mm-hmm. book. He was passionate about art. So he's been following this artist, Harriet Boucher, and like buying all of her art and obsessed with her. And this is the woman he's going to be with. He's trying to find her. No. He was trying to find her. He was. But in the through through the first like 70% of the book, he wanted to find and meet her. But he was under the assumption that she was like 70 years old living in France by herself with cats. But he did think that she was a soulmate. It comes up later. Okay. But yes, I know what you mean. After she, after he saw pictures of what turns out to be, you know, Kate's sister, that's when she's the one I'm supposed to be with. Yeah. Like when the age thing. Okay, so maybe that's where I'm thinking. That's yes. where my brain is going. Yeah. On. I know that that came up at some point. Yeah. Because they talk about it later on, how he was just knew that his soulmate was this woman that was painting and yeah. make, doing these paintings. And, um, I mean, he wasn't wrong. He wasn't wrong. <laughs> But yeah, he's very, I don't know how to describe Elliot's book, but Elliot is very, this is what I remember about Elliot's book. He is very aggressive in the bedroom. (laughs) That would be what you remember. But yes, yes, he was. They all have a level of aggression. Not mm-hmm. not, not so much uh, aggression, but dominance. Yeah. Elliot and Christopher are definitely more aggressive, mm-hmm. uh, but all four of them are super dominant in the bedroom. Yeah. And outside, really. Well, yeah. Mean, true. There was there was a part in the epilogue, Elliot's epilogue, that it was he sent flowers or something for to to Kate, and it had a card, and she's like, "Well, what does the card say?" And he goes, "It says suck your husband's cock." <laughs> She's like, I know that's not what it says, but I'll do that anyway. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, he was, mm, you'll do what I say. I like it. Yeah, I like that a lot. And the farm. Now, I don't know if the it's farm. a farm, but they, the house where with the ducks. Oh, when the ducks were, cha- yes. yes. Isn't that a, wasn't that a farm? Yeah. Not it's not really. a farm because there's a farm in book four. But it's not like a farm, but it's like a country-ish house. Yeah. That it's on acreage and there's a random it. goat. It's a goat that woke him up in the middle of the night because yep. apparently it was horny. It was horny. Yep. So he bought him a mate. Yeah. A girlfriend. Bought him a girlfriend. I loved when he was like sending him, or sending uh, the daily letters. And um, in one of the letters, talking about how she was going to be a grandmother and how he's nervous, you know, because. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was very cute. Yeah. So, I mean, there's tension in all the books. Yeah. And there's a part where they go, I mean, obviously there's, oh, we separate and things don't work out and then you have to come back together. And, you know, the part where they fell apart broke my heart a little bit. Yeah, same. Where he's like, I've got to go. I don't want to have any regrets. Yeah, I got to go check out this woman, that this painter, you know, and see what's up. And she was so hurt by it. Rightly so. Duh, I know. <laughs> and so she went to Hawaii for a while and stayed there. And was painting. Found her love of painting again. And spoiler warning. <laughs> the So he goes to France, right? Yep. Uh, so. Meets the artist. She's drop dead gorgeous. But there's like no connection whatsoever. Um, in the process, loses Kate completely. Kate starts painting again when she goes, you know, on sabbatical in Hawaii. Yep. Um Elliot goes to Kate's brother and, you know, they have conversations. They're great, blah, blah, blah. Um, Kate's brother is not a fan of him, obviously. And then he sees a picture. And I don't remember. Oh, it was a picture of their brother's house. He was at her brother's house. Yeah, yeah. And he sees a picture of, of 
the family and realizes that was the sister that he saw he, he met in France. Yep. And then um, he started because he had taken he had pictures of all of the artwork mm-hmm. that he had purchased, and he started showing them to her brother. And she, he's like, I don't know, like. It was a long time ago. I don't remember. So he sent a picture to the brother and was like, just randomly do me a favor. Send this to her and ask her, hey, is this yours? Like, did you paint this? Because it was what she did when she was younger, like Mm -hmm. high school age, that sort of thing. And lo and behold, she's the artist he's been searching for the entire time. Yeah, that's pretty romantic. It is. I love it. Yep, their love story. Um, I'm going (sighs) to... I'm going to spoil the epilogue for you now since we're already talking about Elliot. Yeah. Um, so one part of the epilogue is obviously we know she's the, she's the painter now. She still goes under, she paints under that same name. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's, there's one part where she's got, they're at this auction, art auction, and she won't let him purchase her art. But he's obsessed with her art still. Mm-hmm. So he has a mystery buyer at the auction. And so there's a woman, I guess, he's been competing with. Like, she she tries to buy the art. And he, he racked up $1.6 million, and she had no clue for her art, for this art painting. I was like, oh, my God. Now, that is, that is like... Ooh. Now, I cried in their epilogue so hard. They were trying to have a baby. So one of the trigger warnings for their epilogue was fertility. So you've got, em, you've got Emily and Jameson... Who they've got four kids, mm-hmm. Claire and Tristan. Tristan. She started with three, and then they had three of their own by the time we're at this point. Um, and then the others, uh, Christopher, yeah. they obviously have babies. Um, so they couldn't, they tried. And he was like, we're not, he's a little, he seems very intuitive, Elliot. So they, he's like, I just don't start for us having a baby and she's like Stan you know they have this huge in-depth discussion about having children and how they want to try and he's like let's try we'll try for three months with it he doesn't want her to get disappointed and get hopes up she's like well what if we don't like three months and then we'll do we'll try infer- or IVF uh, they finally after negotiations agree on three years three months to three years three months to trying naturally okay and three years IVF, IVF okay or fertility treatments or whatever and if after three years they then they they're not they just have to get they're not going to spend their whole lives doing it they really touch on the whole like desperation and the you know like they're at a family thing and uh I think Claire announces that she's pregnant so they deal with all of that mm-hmm. they get to the last of the infer- the fertility treatments they've tested sperm they've tested you know all this eggs, stuff. Yeah, eggs yeah. everything everything's fine there's no reason why they can't see so jameson meets with elliot and or jameson and emily meet with elliot and kate and say we want emily to be your surrogate i was like oh my god oh my god <laughs> but like literally emily is like a pro <laughs> like she's a pro at making baby carrying baby she's just the oven it's your sperm it's your egg you know let's do this it's no big deal her labors are super easy we want to do this for you. We're not going to have any more. We have our four. You know, let us do it. And then fast forward to the birth. And Elliot is fucking freaking out. He's like, I can't do this. I can't be in here. You guys stay in here. I'm going to go out. I don't know what's going to happen. I can't deal with this. He's like, but they have this baby. And it's just like, I'm just in the kitchen making dinner, reading this epilogue, bawling. She's like, what's going on with you? And I'm like, I don't know. It's fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> Everything's fine. Oh my god, it was. You still have to read it. Yeah, but yeah, it's not super sexy, but it really made me feel something, and I like that. Anyway, last book. Yes, Christopher. Oh my god, the do-over. Probably very close second. If I had to, we'll talk about ratings at the end. Uh, Christopher and Hayden. Yes, Christopher's Um, the baby. Yeah, very spoiled. Very high maintenance. Yeah, very high maintenance. Very like fuck boy. Oh, big time fuck boy. (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't do one on one either. Yeah. He doesn't do relationships. Nope. He's never had a girlfriend. Um, And he does two chicks at a time. Yeah. Yeah. Which sounds fun. Yeah. So he decides to take 12 months off and not take any money, go backpacking, you know, live at hostels, travel. And see what happens. Like a few days in a row, people are, you know, bringing up that he's like book smart, but emotionally he's just, the the emotional intelligence is not there. And yeah. You know, um, he do- he's realizing that he doesn't really know himself. Like, yeah. so he decides to do this journey. And of course, he meets the love of his life. He loses all his money, like on day two. Yeah. yeah. The, by like, a gorilla. The little, bit, the little bit that he actually took with him. Yeah, by a gorilla. Yeah, a very hairy one. Yep. And then he has to get jobs. He meets Hayden in this hostel mm-hmm. and they become fuck buddies. 
Well, they become really good friends. Yes. They didn't start being fuck buddies till like month four. Of course. Yes. But um, in that time frame where they're friends and fuck buddies, they become close, obviously. Yep. And, you know, they're not together together, but like the jealousy starts coming around, yep. rearing its ugly head. And then they're together together. Yes. They also have, a, he also has a little, um, little friend, Eddie. Eduardo, mm-hmm. that he that he um, kind of takes under his wing. I love Eduardo. He compares. We find out later that he's homeless. Yeah, he compares because Christopher they're got in Spain. What? By the way, at this point, they're in Spain, right? Barcelona in Spain. They went to Spain at some point. Where were they in the hostel? Uh, maybe Spain. I don't remember. Oh. I just wanted some context. That's all. Um, I don't remember what I was going to say. I'm sorry. We're talking about Eduardo. Oh, um, he's comparing himself. He met Eddie like super early on. I don't think it was the first night, but it was in the first couple nights. This young kid working at a bar, 14 years old, um, and he's seeing how hard Eddie mm-hmm. works. And he's realized yeah. for like minimal. And he's like, I've never had to work that hard. Like, like that a day in my life. Yeah. 14, you know, working till 3 a.m. at a bar to make less than minimum wage, like supporting, you know, yourself. And you've been working for, you know, since you were 10. Like he couldn't, he couldn't, uh, he couldn't picture it. He had no concept of of it. And he learned a lot. I think Eddie's character definitely showed the progression in Christopher's character. Oh, yeah, for sure. I agree. Um, Yeah, I like their relationship. mm -hmm. It was really cute. It was. Um, But the heat between Hayden and Christopher Christopher was top-notch, in my opinion. It was. He's holding back, though, he said. Yep. There were a few times, what did he say, 42%? Yeah, he had to break her in because not only is he dominant (laughs) and rough, but, you know, he has a massive rod. Um, (laughs) Plus, they share a room with, like, 42 other people. Yeah, that's true. So they have to be careful. Plus, there was an agreement, I guess, or a pact that they wouldn't sleep with roommates, bunkmates. Yeah, he was actually the one that said that. Um, Broke that rule. Yeah, hardcore. But their breakup scenario... Oh, um, she's a oh, farm girl, by the way. I felt that like that, that. Well, why did they break up? Why did they part? Why did these two part ways? Because they're from different worlds. They're totally from different worlds. And she's a people pleaser. And in the process of acquiescing to what Christopher said he needed, mm-hmm. I need to live in London. I need to live in the city. She gave up things that were part of who she is. So she felt like she lost herself. Yeah. And it was causing her to get sadder. It was, yeah. cause, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like she didn't have friends there. She came she from a farm. Yep. She, she woke up early. She was busy all day. Physical activity. Like she was a. Um, Into animal husbandry. Yes. Yes. Which means basically she jacked off bulls yeah. and impregnated uh, cows. Oh, like <laughs> Christopher calls it wanking bulls. Yes. Wanking bulls. She's a bull wanker. Yeah. Oh God. That's funny. Yeah, so he's he's city, she's country, you know, and she loves that. So giving up. Yeah. So I felt for her. I was sad for her when they were in London. And she's like, I'm going to try it. And she was so sad. You could yeah. tell. Like, I wanted her to be okay. Yeah. You could tell she wasn't. And they said some very mean things to each other. He said some actually very mean things to her. Yep. But I think they was just trying to protect himself yep. in that. And obviously, they couldn't couldn't handle being apart from each other. So when they finally come back together, my favorite part of her um, to that farm and was like, he named it was named Bumfuck Nowhere. Yeah, I think in earlier in the book he was like, can't live out in Bumfuck Nowhere. She's like, where are we going? Bumfuck Nowhere. So he bought her a farm. Yeah, and how they reconnected though was super cute. Yeah, um, he couldn't get a hold of Eddie. Yeah, so he flew out to he, find. Didn't he ask her to? Uh, keep an eye on Eddie too at one point. Yeah, that was he after they already there. reconnected. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. Yep. And then she also couldn't get a hold of Eddie. So a week after Christopher showed up to check on Eddie, um, Hayden shows up to check on Eddie and they see each other across the bar. And then that fucked up unemotional sex that happened in the shower. Mm-hmm. That shit made me cry. Yeah. Like, why the fuck did he do? That was so fucked up. <laughs> like, so fucked up. Fuck. If there was any, like, just reading it. Oh, it was so, it was so bad. Like, yeah. Like that. When you walk away and you're like, they, like, I love this person. I thought they loved me. But I just got used for sex. Like, legitimately, he yeah. fucked me like I was a stranger. Like yeah. that that's yeah, that my was... heart hurt for her. Yeah. 
Um, and I get where he, like, because we're reading both sides of the story, I get how or why that happened, yeah. but it didn't change the fact that for at least a couple chapters, I was so pissed at him. Yeah. Like, oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. But they ended up bringing Eddie back. Yeah. They ended up adopting Eddie. Well, mm. not officially, but, but they brought him home. They had to wait for his, um, papers so they could get, he called in some favors. Yep. Um, to bring Eddie back. That part made me cry. Because I was like, oh my god. Oh my god. My, one of my favorite parts, I know it was super cheesy, was when Eddie said something, he, he cussed, like, hey, don't swear. You know, because your dad said so. And I know <laughs> I know, Maggie thinks, Maggie thought it was super cheesy, and I was like, oh my god, I love it. <laughs> I'm so easy to please. I'm such, I'm so, you know, whatever. So, epilogue-wise, uh, they're still on the farm and bumfuck nowhere. Mm-hmm. And Christopher is struggling a little bit to adjust to farm life. Mm-hmm. Because the house he's like we need to fix up this house one he's the one that needed the soundproof walls because he wanted to fuck his wife or his girlfriend or his fiance i don't i think they hadn't quite gotten married yet but um he wanted to fuck his fiance and he gave eddie his ipad or something to uh like you can turn it up turn it all the way up he's like because we're gonna fuck i'm gonna fuck my what i'm gonna fuck you we're going he's like if you hear anything it's just i don't know what it is but it's not us like he's like first thing we need to do soundproof these fucking walls like because i don't want to have to tamper down my noises when i'm fucking you yeah you know and i'm like that's hot hot. like there's something hot so hot about christopher in my brain like he's just rent free in there (laughs) Um, I'm I'm pretty sure for the most part, all four of them live rent free in oh, there. Oh, if I could have all four at once! Oh my god, You're such a slut. Jameson, Jameson with his high strung personality, Elliot getting with that the, Elliot, yeah, tension off. Oh yeah, Elliot with his aggression and dominance. Christopher with his like rough stuff. What about Tristan? And Tristan, he's oh Tristan. <laughs> I don't know. Tristan can do whatever he wants. It's fine. Literally, you can put it in my butt. <laughs> I got. Oh, no. I, I got three holes in two hands. There's still room for one more guy. Yep. That's, I mean, wow. Don't listen to this part, Mom. I was just gonna say that. <laughs> Speaking of buttholes, we holes. haven't had a lot of. We haven't had a lot of talk about. Wait, wait, not yet. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I it was to, the perfect segue. I know. Though. I know. Hold that thought. I have to finish the epilogue talk because I think she set it up for a second generation. Because in Christopher's epilogue, it ended. It fast forwarded. She's got. They've got like three other kids at this point, mm-hmm. and Jameson is like we're like. 10 years, 15 years down the road, not quite, maybe 10 years, I think. He hands the guys an envelope saying, this is who I want to train to run Miles Media moving forward. This person needs to go to New York. This is one the one kid that we're going to do it with. And it's Eddie. Christopher's like, no, he's too young. Like, it's not time. He's not ready. Like, And he's like, he is ready. You need to let him go. Yeah. He's like 24, you know, like it's time. He's been trained. He's, he's got the right grit he's you know he's got it i love that it's not even a blood child yep, yep. and so james and like they're in london so he wants him to go to new york with uh fletcher he's like best friends with fletcher and all that and the like one of the ending lines is christopher hugging jameson and saying take care of him for me watch him for me and i'm like oh god oh god <laughs> oh i'm gonna lose it so now i can't wait for i'm really hoping that we get a second gen because i just think she just did a good job all the way around yeah yeah. So. All right. Now we can talk about buttholes. <laughs> so lately, I don't know what it is, but there have been a, a few books that I have read lately that have used um, unique yeah. uh, ways to describe or to mention the butthole. Yeah. So we're going to do a rotating segment. It won't be every episode, but it's we're calling it AKA also known as. That's what it's going to be. So I don't know how often we're going to do it, but this time we're going to talk about buttholes and all the ways buttholes can be described in books. Yeah. I don't know how authors come up with these. I mean, there is the standard, like, you know, forbidden passage. Forbidden passage. (laughs) Puckered hole. Yep. Or back hole, bottom hole. Forbidden Um, entrance. My favorite is the one I just read recently. Yeah. Winking Rosette. Oh my God. (laughs) I read that and then literally I was like, Lorelai, this is a new one. She did. Like a winking rosette. Oh, yeah, I don't think I've ever read that. Uh uh-uh. uh. No, I've only I've only Narrow heard of the passage. Heard of it the one time. 
Um, oh, well, yeah, the anal ring. I mean, that's not really romantic. I or... think the most common one I see is uh, my puckered hole. Yeah, puckered hole. Or yep. my puckered entrance. We've talked about it a few times. Or the tight ring. The tight ring. Um, the uh, pleated hole. <laughs> yep, I've heard, I've read that one a lot. Yep. Pleated hole. <laughs> I don't know, like, everything has, oh, I can't wait till we get to some of them. Like, yeah. If you, if anyone has any ones we didn't mention, please put them in, like, a comment somewhere on Facebook or somewhere. Just message us with more so we can talk about them more. Oh, the little pink star. The little pink star. <laughs> I forgot I about that why one. Why is it pink? Their bells aren't, I mean. They're not all pink, but maybe that character's butthole <laughs> is pink. I mean, now I'm curious because what kind of person, what kind of human has a pink butthole? <laughs> what do you mean what kind of person? I don't know. I just. What is it going to, what I mean, is it if supposed have, to be? If, if you're a little brown star? If, you, if, you, if you're listening, no offense. Uh, no shame in anyone's game. Not judging. I just, I can't picture it. I have a hard time picturing a pink butthole. I feel like I think they're the a little reason, more neutral color than pink. I feel like the reason like beige. An, an author would have said pink <laughs> instead more appealing of than brown. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I guess that's fair. What else? Little tight ring, trembling star. Did you write yep. that down? Yeah, I wrote all of those down. Bottom hole. Bottom hole. I'll be honest. That sounds. That makes me think of gay sex. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Mew meow. Yeah. Mew Mew. Oh, boy. Uh, Usually, the fluff books that I read, like what you're reading now, mm -hmm. like The Dragon's Bride, in those type of books is when I hear it or I read it referred to as a bottom hole. Oh. So they're using it to describe directionality versus... Yeah. Because so, their anatomy could be different. Yeah. And what what's the difference between... Because I know you've mentioned this before. The difference between saying I'm going to fuck you in the ass and I'm going to fuck you up the oh, ass. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know what the... I don't think there's an actual difference in the actual action of that. But there is something about when, like, the guy is like, um, do you like it when I fuck you up the ass? Yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> yes. There's something when they say up versus in that is more appealing to me i feel like it's that more aggressive that dictates the position when you are fucking an ass standing up in the shower you're fucking upwards when you're I fucking doggy <laughs> you're fucking in yeah but maybe i had to physically but, work it out in my brain and be like try to pretend i'm like fucking someone in, in the or ass up the ass and i don't know <laughs> up the ass sounds more appealing to me it would it would. <laughs> I mean, it sounds dirtier, like more it aggressive. It does. It does. Like more aggressive. Like, oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> I hope to God my mother listens to this episode. She's going to. It's going to be playing all over her house, apparently. And then Mother's Day is coming up. And yay. We're going to have a lot to talk about. Your daughter will be here. And so will your mom. Oh. Yeah. It'll I, be there is something about reading about butt stuff in a book that I really. <laughs> <laughs> it's one way that the author really puts so the funny. character dynamic in perspective. Yeah. Because the one giving it and the one taking it definitely like. There's a power dynamic. There. Yes. It definitely cements, you know, where yeah. they stand and or kneel. Like, <laughs> feels so taboo. It does. It does feel like, very taboo. You're not supposed to do it in that hole. It's very dirty. Very dirty. You know what though? Sometimes I get irritated. Do you like because... that stuff? What? <laughs> <laughs> I just had to see that. I wanted to see her face, and it, I'm not gonna lie to you, it was priceless. <laughs> Mid sentence, she's like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> Anyways. One of the things that Notice I find... didn't answer the question. <laughs> One of the things that I, at times, find irritating mm -hmm. is butt stuff can happen in a book at any point in time. You could be out doing shopping and they can bend you over in a bathroom. And never take you once, up the ass. Yeah. Never once is prepping mentioned. And I mean, no one ever shits on a dick. <laughs> <laughs> That's not real life. I mean... <laughs> I have read about it in a couple books, but it's very, very rare. Yeah. The one, the once or twice that I've read about it, it's been like forced enemas. It was part of the power dynamic, not a, I don't want to shit on your dick, so yeah. let me clean it out for yeah. you. Big difference. Yeah. Yeah. Or they talked about not preparing and how there was, you know, yeah, like but an, when accident. It, yeah, an accident. Yeah. An accident. An <laughs> accident. I've never read anything about an accident. Really? I don't think that's true. 
I don't, maybe it's just the books I read. <laughs> I've never read, like, they always shower afterwards, unless they're the real dirty books, and then they, you know, suck it. <laughs> Is that a thing? I didn't know that was a thing. <laughs> the re- yes, you did. I the real know. dirty ones. That- Do people suck it afterwards? <laughs> Otherwise known as that's ASM. So, that's so, ASM? <laughs> what the fuck? You, you mean know what's ATM? Funny? <laughs> oh, oh, so you know the acronym, but you don't know what it is. <laughs> any deeper um yeah i've never done it but um i wouldn't know anyway yeah so that's a very dirty thing to do why not they don't prep so god only knows you nasty (laughs) oh god they do shower a lot like in your normal books the you know the everyday butt sex that happens in a normal regular you know smut book you they always like jump off mm-hmm. run to the shower 20 seconds later they're cuddling in bed which you know maybe that part's you know they're well, not gonna mention turds like no, it just no, it's, not, it's gonna, not just not sexy no it's not sexy at all well, which i get yeah but at the same time you know, I just always found, I've always found it weird. Yeah, man, this episode really... It's all over the really place. Really took a dark turn. <laughs> it's on the dark passage. <laughs> dark, dark passage. I didn't know we were going to talk so much about anal. Yeah, yeah. Probably, Definitely probably a forbidden hole. <laughs> Definitely forbidden. Taboo and forbidden. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, I don't know what the next segment, aka segment, will be, but I'm excited for it. I think that'll be fun. We're going to have some other segments uh, rotated in as we come up with yes, ideas. Yes, we figure them out. As we like... figure them out. It's a process. It's new. Whatever. We're getting there. Do we know what we're talking about next time? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think so. We'll figure it out. Yeah. It'd be a surprise. Even to us. Yeah. That works. Yeah. So follow us on socials. Right. Facebook. Well, find us on Facebook. The wetspotpod.com is a website. Wetspotpod. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> My brain is totally done. Bring up butt sex and this oh, is what I happens even, to her. My brain can't even keep up with my mouth. <laughs> what? You got something to say? No, I'm waiting for you to okay. plug Face- the website. Facebook is the Wet Spot Pod. Our website is listed on there. All the places you can stream. Spotify, Apple, Google, Amazon, Stitcher. And the, you can email us at wetspotpod at gmail.com if you have ideas, recommendations. Follow us. Review. All those things help us get more visibility next time, right? Right. All right. We'll be here. Yay. Yay.